It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey there. Welcome to Rock the Next Stage with Dory Staley. I'm Dory, and I'm here with a great guest, fellow drummer, Jeff Holland. We're going to be providing 30 minutes of tips, musings, and motivation for the music community. So I hope you're ready. Grab your lunch or a tasty beverage (laughs) and sit back because we're going to have a lovely chat. Now, Jeff... And I have both done a lot of drumming events, but Jeff has definitely taken it to the next level, and he's going to tell us about that in a minute. But you might be wondering, who's Dory? I run Rock the Next Stage, which is a coaching and mentoring business. I focus mainly on young talent and Christian artists. That's my specialty, but I have worked with many others. I also own Next Stage Entertainment, which is a booking management and promotion company I've done hundreds of local concerts and events. And then, of course, we have Next Stage Drumming, which is me <laughs> and, uh, and all of my drums that I take out and do lots of fun stuff with. So, yeah, I've worked with hundreds of musicians over the past 16 years, helping them literally rock their next stage or just move their talent forward. And I love interviewing people with all kinds of different backgrounds because, folks, we are providing you with free training and advice and tips to help you get some ideas of different things that you can be doing with your talent or with your music or with your gifts so that you can not only sustain yourself as a musician or singer, but you know, keep the train on the tracks and, and make enough money to, to keep on going. So let me tell you a little bit about Jeff. He has been drumming for quite some time now, and he has a very varied background. He has drummed in bands and in clubs and things, and he's also drummed in schools. He does special programs. He brings his drumming and his techniques to corporations for team-building events and all sorts of other fun stuff. He also does festivals, and he also, if he doesn't have enough uh, on his plate, he also is starting a nonprofit called Our World Festival. So Jeff is going to be telling us more about that and how he's able to keep the beat, do what he loves, and get paid. Jeff, are you there? Hi, Dory. Yes, thanks for having me today. Sure. Thanks for joining us. What our listeners don't realize is that Jeff is in Greenville, South Carolina, and I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, and we are both kind of hunkered down because we've got some tornado warnings in effect and other uh, storm warnings going on. So I hope you're in a safe place. I, I understand you're in the Absolutely. house now, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> so I headed home, and I'm listening to the thunder booming outside and the, the rain oh, gosh. <laughs> that's a good thing this is a short show then, huh? Good, good. <laughs> I, so, so I think we'll weather it out. Ahead. Yeah, uh, I think no pun intended, but I'm going ching. 
Rim shot. <laughs> Good one. So, Jeff, listen, can you tell us a little bit more about how did you get started with drumming? Have you been doing this since you were little, little, or what? Absolutely, Dory. I, I, they say I started at two years old and uh, received my first drum kit and uh, actually beginning some lessons at about five. Uh, wow. After a short time, I had uh, played through that, played that first set in the Splinters. I, I guess my first teacher was Animal from the Muppets, and I wanted to play like him. And, <laughs> play drums, uh, play drums, yes. <laughs> so, so two things. The set wouldn't hold up for it, and also uh, my mom being a, uh, a pianist and a piano teacher uh, made a deal that said absolutely no more drum sets in the house. And uh, at 10 oh. years old, I managed to work, uh, start starting to work, and paid off a drum set. I bought, bought my first drum set at 10 years old, and that wow. started the career. Um, I would practice, you know, the deal was that if I did manage to buy a drum set, my parents would provide me with lessons. Uh, they didn't want to listen to noise. And I took full gotcha. advantage of that all, all the way into college. But uh, even in my, my beginning stages, I would have a couple of neighborhood kids that would come over and, and uh, watch me practice. And eventually I would show them what I was learning in lessons and realize that, hey, I'm, I'm giving lessons too. And so if I charged each of them – you know, half the price of my lesson, I can pay for an extra lesson a week. And uh, <laughs> that started an, a new trend. I, I would take drum set lessons. And then uh, by the time I was, even before driving, I was giving multiple uh, drum set lessons and sharing what I was learning. And it was also forcing me to stay ahead. Uh, students, uh, after teaching for <clears throat> almost 30 years, uh, students have Definitely kept me on my toes and kept me current. Uh, attending Fine Arts Center, I was classically trained and then into college. Some of my uh, first big gigs were working with uh, Hendersonville and Asheville Symphonies, uh, Greenville Pops. Wow. And uh, that, that led to a lot of jazz gigs. And so I did the wedding circuit for, for many years and uh, uh, learned that if you're going to play jazz, you've got to figure out everything else. You know, that was great advice from a good teacher. And so I began world music studies, and that became my primary focus. And shortly, you know, even right after high school, uh, I began traveling. So I typically work you know, um, double jobs or work extra, uh, extra gigs for six to seven months of the year, and then I would travel for uh, two or three months. And uh, nice. uh, so that's, that sort of laid the, the foundation for me being able to travel to – uh, Caribbean and South, all over South America and uh, China and uh, uh, Africa and bring those rhythms back. And uh, that started the idea of our musical journey around the world that became our school residencies. And along the lines, I realized this thing called drum circle. And I was, I was leading these all along uh, just to coordinate, uh, you know, when the rhythm would start to falter or, or peter out, you know, I would come up with examples to uh, breathe life back into it again. And then mm -hmm. uh, started some official training, uh, village music circles with Arthur Hall. I received, uh, basically went in as an advanced uh, facilitator, even on my first uh, six-day training with them. And then several three days and another six-day, and I uh, took health rhythms training, uh, drum beat, a lot of uh, very mm -hmm. specific protocols for working with adolescents. Our, right. One of yeah, our I biggest clients is, oh, they're great. Um, you know, it just gives you insight that uh, you mm -hmm. can deal with almost any situation rhythmically. 
so I, I never looked back. I, I, every five years, I sort of set up a new business plan and reevaluate uh, what's working, what, what needs to be uh, developed more. And I offer new programs each year. So there's our musical journey. But for the past uh, five years, we've been really focusing a lot on STEAM, or what was STEM, science, technology, engineering, right. arts, and math. And uh, those programs have turned into uh, a lot of assembly, more performance-based programs. And we also have a Globodrome project with my uh, friend and mentor, Dave Holland. He's based out mm -hmm. of uh, Marietta, Georgia, Atlanta. And uh, this is a multimedia showcase of world cultures. And all of this kind of ties in with the uh, three companies that I have. Uh, Drum for Work is the corporate training, team building, uh, or it's kind of a bad word in, in this day and time, motivational drumming, we, we refer to it, or inspiration. <laughs> and, and then the school residencies are in that too, assembly programs. And most of our residencies are three to five days where we'll take a grade level and they become the teachers at the end of the week and uh, do the performances on the cultures that they've learned. And that led us to uh, do a lot of, uh, we started giving back to the community, hosting uh, community drum circles in the park for 20 years. And that led to working with other organizations and partners in our area. Uh, our World Festival became an official nonprofit uh, December of last year. And uh, oh, okay. we've set a foundation and board of directors. And uh, we host an annual festival each year, uh, you, typically, we were always the first week in August. This year, we're probably going to push it back to after school starts. Uh, that way we can uh, add more professional development and uh, training for teachers, uh, artists. It's always a multifaceted festival. We're not just music and movement and cultural arts, but we partnered with the Greenville Jazz Collective, which brings in uh, usually four 17-piece jazz bands and small jazz combos and then we have an artist roster we've de we're developing through Our World Festival that sponsors international artists from just about every rhythmic culture you can name. And uh, somewhere along the way, I, I made uh, my teaching and, and private lessons and small groups uh, uh, official with Drum 234 Studios. I had consolidated mm -hmm. from three different teaching locations. I was peaking at about 60 private students a week and uh, realized that I was paying more for the lesson room rent in three locations than I could mortgage a house in the downtown area. So that, that became the, <laughs> uh, the foundation for Drum 234 Studios. And then with the economic downturn of 2008, it also became my, mm -hmm. my home and uh, uh, centered office. So we, we definitely live drumming every day. Uh, it, our house is full of we've got uh, rooms set up in different musical cultures five rooms of our house are set up in kind of a musical journey around the world and then we've got a central studio <laughs> with uh, uh, control equipment to record in any part of the house so we we live and we breathe uh, rhythm and uh, we love to share what what we experience and the 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 benefits of of using rhythm as you know yeah that is so cool and it's interesting for those of our listeners here who are wondering, I work with a lot of musicians of all ages, and they're all about, oh, you know, just the next gig, Dory, you know, we just need more gigs, and they're not really looking at the whole picture. So it was really interesting to me and very, very important to highlight the fact 
you do need to have a business plan and you need to revisit it often to see what direction are you going in and what other things can you add to the puzzle. I always like to evaluate what's working, what's not working because Sometimes it's just not the right time. I've got a thousand and one ideas in my head at a different moment. And, you, know, you try all these different things, and sometimes you know it didn't quite take off, and I just tell myself that's okay. It just wasn't the right time for that idea, and I might put that on the back burner for a while and then try to, to focus and hone it in, like you said, to three or four different things so I'm not all over the place totally. But I like what you talking about here with all the traveling. I'll talk to you later about that. That sounds cool. And and also, sure. can you tell, tell us a little bit more about the festival? It sounds like something I attended in Asheville, North Carolina, called the Asheville Percussion Festival, which is was much more than just oh, yeah. performance. They did have the training during the week with different teachers of all different instruments, or you could have opted in for the weekend classes, which is what I did. And they did bring in people from all over, and it was just so cool to experience the different percussion instruments, including I saw a picture of you with one of them. I don't have one of these, but it looks really cool. Uh, what is known as the, the hung drum, or some people call it the space drum. It looks like two walks put together. <laughs> right. much. So it kind of looks like a steel drum that you put on your lap, but... Uh, but anyway, that was cool. So tell us how people get involved with this and sign up from different areas. Sure, sure. We have um, some sim- similarities to the uh, Asheville Percussion Festival. Uh, that's a great event that River Gregarian and uh, Adam Maloof, both yeah. friends of mine, have put together. And uh, we looked at uh, starting our World Festival as I don't like to use the word holistic. It's I like I prefer like a full experience of world cultures, and it mm-hmm. began as a uh, three-day training, a weekend retreat that we were hosting in uh, Flat Rock, uh, at a wonderful conference center, and uh, we would bring in. Uh, originally, it was designed for people in my line of work, drum circle facilitators and uh, uh, a teaching artist is my more official title. And we wanted mm-hmm. to bring them in to expand their repertoire, but we also wanted to take them outside of their comfort zone. And so we designed, for instance, the multicultural classes. We would do uh, four major cultures, uh, for instance, African, uh, Caribbean, uh, Middle Eastern or Asian, and uh, South American, Brazilian. And uh, there would be a dance class following that to where the uh, advanced drummers could learn the ensemble parts. Beginners could access uh, some of the simple percussion parts and the watered-down drumming parts. Uh, so we made it accessible to all levels. If you'd never touched a percussion instrument in your life, or if you'd been playing for 20 or 30 years, and uh, into the dance class, people could either move into audience mode. They could participate in the dance class. Uh, or they could stay on and drum their ensemble part and support the dancers. And so that was the foundation, but we wanted to go further than that. So we hired catering that actually catered to the taste of the world that we were working with. Uh, We brought in visual artists. You know, the visual artist added uh, uh, cultural influence, but also just a, uh, a, a beautiful visual aspect to everything that we were doing. And that started creating more of a family-friendly atmosphere. We began hosting uh, the Friday evening concerts, which showcased our artists that were coming in for the weekend. And uh, eventually, 
of course the health and wellness came in. You know, I, I practice yoga myself, and I know that that uh, tunes up the body just in the way that we tune up an instrument. And, you know, when we're leading these rhythm events, our body is just as much of an instrument as the, uh, the drums and the percussion instruments that we're using. So we expanded that into, I will use the word holistic here, uh, a very holistic experience of uh, morning yoga, or I'm sorry, morning meditation into yoga, into Tai Chi, and then uh, the cultural classes would begin. So at that point, you're almost uh, fully engaged from the time that you wake up until, you know, the time that you finally have to get a little shut eye for the next day. Now, Mm -hmm. when we the last two years we consolidated into more of a street planner. We, we hired an event planner or actually an event planning group. Um, I also hired a uh, consulting team and business management company. And uh, within all of those contacts, we turned the festival more into something we could reach people from all socioeconomic levels. So we had uh, free drum circles going on. We had uh, a family and kids area specific. We uh, had a food court, a huge, uh, I don't know, three, 400 person tent and, and big stage for the main stage. And then multiple vendors. Uh, we had a marketplace vendor, some of our uh, awesome vendors and supporting other organizations. Like we do a lot with Drum Strong out of Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. uh, right. We helped facilitate that event. We brought them in. Uh, Jim Bay Drums and Skins is a, a great vendor that we work with. And a lot of these were also supporting our Drum Circle Facilitators Guild. And uh, so we're bringing in facilitators from literally uh, all over the world. I'm looking at uh, uh, facilitators worldwide that we can sponsor and showcase this year and taking it up a level of training. And uh, so I just viewed a, a location today. I'm not at liberty to release that yet until uh, all the administration uh, gives us the okay. But uh, it's giving us an option that could be really amazing for this year's festival and bringing in more of the community and connecting directly to uh, schools, students, teachers, and uh, faculty from not only our Greenville County schools, but at least statewide, if not even regional. Awesome. And that's really important to mention. And We're getting excited about. It sounds like it's going I'm to be sorry. awesome and really huge. So uh, one thing I wanted to mention to our listeners, I was just talking about this the other day. A lot of uh, musicians, singers, and artists tend to be very isolated. They keep to themselves. They do their thing at home or in the studio or wherever, and they don't realize that there's so many different ways that they can not only collaborate with others. I mean, the fact that you're combining both art and music together is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and connecting and collaborating with others, it can lead to other opportunities that they may not, never have even thought of. For example, I don't know very many musicians who realize that, yes, you can go in the schools and you can do a demonstration or an assembly or I, teacher workday, I'm thinking teacher workday, bring in the drum stress relief. <laughs> that could be pretty awesome. Sure. Right? Sure, and we do all of those. Ways, and there, yeah, there's funding for this too. And you, know, you just have to realize that it's out there. You need to be organized enough so that you can present it professionally. And then you need to know how, how to pitch it, of course. And you have to have enough gear and the training to bring the things in. So I wanted to mention really quickly that 
my background is more rock and, and, and Latin, and I do get a lot of requests for uh, cultural drumming or African drumming, and it's great to have a drumming community here because I'll say, well, actually, I don't really focus on that or, or that's not really my specialty, but I know I'll mention like Greg Witt, for example, who we both at least probably isn't listening right oh, now. Yeah. Hey, Greg. <laughs> he's Greg. really big in the drumming community in Raleigh, and I'll say, no, hey, let me connect you with Greg if he's all about that or you know, somebody else who might be available. I always send them to Greg first. And, you know, you and I both know Russ Corvey, previous guest, jazz oh, guy, yeah. and he and I have jammed together, and he has a lot of great connections. So there's lots of different hats that we can wear, and, you know, I always joke, I'm a percussionist. I know how to improvise. So when people say, what do you do? It's like, well, you know, what do you need? <laughs> I, I could be a speaker one day. I could be drumming the next. I like that motivational drumming. Did you trademark that? We'll talk later. <laughs> I actually do a lot of speaking, and I motivate people, and I usually throw in a little bit of drumming. So, yeah, so tell, tell our listeners and encourage them here. I mean, there's lots of different things that you've, you've done. I'm sure it took a while to set up and get your foot in the door, but you must be pretty well known now. Do you get a lot of referrals? Absolutely, and we're we're always expanding our horizons. Um, as you mentioned, you know, drummers are a different breed that uh, we love to share information a little bit more than some of the other instrumentalists. And uh, for sure. beyond the local level, I uh, became a board member for the uh, that Drum Circle Facilitators Guild that I mentioned. And Greg Witt was our one of our past presidents. And uh, right. from that, I, I liaisoned on behalf of the Drum Circle Facilitators Guild for our international organization, Percussive Arts Society. That's really the biggest uh, percussion society in the world, uh, our, our drumming group. And I'm on the interactive drumming committee uh, committee, committee member. And uh, one of the things that I did was um, I took it on the chair for the article subcommittee. So this puts me in touch with not only some of our founders, but what does our drumming committee need to uh, uh, keep, keep growing and keep expanding uh, mm-hmm. along with the programs that we're trying to trying to focus on, funding is always a problem. It's always an issue. We've yeah. you know, worked for us at first with the the cut in the schools. Uh, so many music and arts teachers were getting salaries cut or going to part time or multiple schools, and they were willing to uh, bring in a uh, an artist in residence uh, much quicker mm-hmm. than than in the past. So, for ten years we banked on that, but now with the possibility of uh, dissolving the National Endowment for the Arts and humanities and some of the other uh, political unrest that's going on. Uh, we're, we're trying to reach forward into the future and think about what can we do to keep these programs funded. So we're reaching out to corporate sponsors and uh, mm-hmm. trying to partner with school buy-ins or uh, community buy-ins, and then we can get uh, partial corporate sponsorship and together we can fund the programs, not only for me, but for other artists associated with our roster and uh, just keeping the arts going in general. So we're always looking at that bigger picture and how can we keep our programs going locally? How can I stay in mm-hmm. the uh, music scene? I'm also on the board for our TEDx Greenville uh, salons, and we had a uh, promotion uh, last year about uh, what's going on in the upstate music scene. We lost one of our big performance venues and uh, there was a lot of hands up in the air about where, where are musicians playing? You know, people are bypassing us to Asheville and, and Atlanta 
and uh, we don't get those mm-hmm. shows in Greenville. So what can we do? So we're also working with the local scene. We have uh, uh, Build a Band Project. We have all kinds of uh, uh, sponsorships and um, uh, scholarships uh, that uh, as far as benefit concerts toward those uh, scholarships. So we're doing a lot mm-hmm. with the local musicians and regional musicians to, to keep that work uh, available. And uh, not only that, but we do so much publicity, you know, at least once a month I do some, uh, some kind of newspaper. We just did Greenville journal. Uh, I went on a cooking show last Sunday and uh, <laughs> played the, now my hung or the hung type instrument is called Terrapan. Uh, I bought the first one from a company called Terratones that works with Ellie Manette. Manette still, Ellie invented the steel drum. And so wow. Terratones partnered with them to tune their instruments. So best steel tuners in the world. And uh, that's been a, uh, an instrument that when, with my immense collection, people ask all the time, what's your favorite instrument? And I can, I can usually point to that one because it's the instrument that I used to play first thing in the morning and last thing in the evening. And it's the one in the programs and performances that so many people go, Hey, hey what is that thing that looks like a what camping that? grill? It's a very sounds, cool sound. Yeah. has the heavenly <laughs> sound. Yeah. So that's, that's something that uh, opened the door for me to work for six months in Berkeley repertory theater. We, we wrote a huge play production around it took me on a national geographic tour a mile under a mile into a cave into a special acoustic chamber and we did a Whoa. 3d video that should be out yeah and oh, that's cool. uh, i can't tell how many other recording projects and i've got a meditation uh cd in the in the process um working some with um uh listening to smile and wake magazine <laughs> for uh they do a lot of meditation work but uh, we're branching much beyond that into healing sounds um Mm -hmm. i'm actually considering a uh, a new endorsement from a company that is contracting to have those instruments made from from a maker in south america columbia south america and uh, their new gong collection and and their sound energy line is pretty amazing uh so i think i'm going to start representing this company very shortly it's in it's in the works and uh, awesome. hopefully that's going to lead to more international work. Right. Now, Jeff, let me, if I could just jump for a second here to, to recap for people. I hope you guys noticed he, Jeff mentioned several different ways to get paid. Sponsorships. I know that whenever I book festivals or if I do an event and they say they, they don't have enough money to pay the band, oh, we want them to play for free for, wait for it, the exposure. I always tell them not to go ahead. Sorry. Can you get sponsors? Because I have gotten sponsors for a lot of my events, so I know that they can do it. So, yeah, that, that's a, an option. Um, grant money. There's funding out there for different projects. People can go after that. And also you mentioned uh, different organizations that you're affiliated with. So, guys and gals, you need to connect. Find out where these organizations are. Are there meetup groups? Are there anything uh, meetings in your area? Because... It's all about being seen and connecting with people because you can get so many great leads and friendships and collaborations together that you certainly aren't going to get just sitting home. <laughs> so that's just so to true. Keep those all in mind. So Jeff, that's lots yeah, of great we, information you shared. I'm, I, I'm trying to hurry because I don't want the storm to be, you know, I, getting too close to you there. 
But let's tell everybody where they can find you. Folks, you can go to Jeff's website, drum and the number four work.com, drumforwork.com. He's got a, a YouTube channel, Drum for Work. Any place else you care to send them, drum234.com maybe? Well, we're, we're all over the social media. The three companies, Drum for Work, ourworldfestival.com, uh, drum234.com. All of those have corresponding uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all, all of the above. Uh, we've really tried to increase our social media presence, and we've got great new things coming uh, with an archive of videos, and uh, uh, we've been starting to explore some new ideas that um, have yet to uh, become public, but uh, we'll definitely be announcing those through our websites and social media soon. Cool, and they can find you on Facebook too, right? So connect with Jeff there. Absolutely. Send us a message. Let us know that you hear the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Definitely uh, reach out, folks, because keep in mind that a lot of these guests, they're doing this for free. So show them some love, connect with them. You might have some questions or you might uh, be able to help them out in some way. As for me, I'm at rockthenextstage.com. Me an email at dori d o r i at rockthenextstage.com. If you have any questions or visit my website, you can sign up for my newsletter list. You get a freebie uh, coming right at you when you do that. I've got a book out called Find Your Divine Rhythm: A Creative Success Formula, and that's all about how I turn my hobby into a business, kind of like what we're talking about today. And uh, I always give out a, a complimentary strategy session for 30 minutes from if anybody wants to chat. So, Jeff, I'll take thank one. you once again for doing this. I really, really appreciate it, especially <laughs> we have all kinds of weather conditions that time to hunker down. I really appreciate all the information you shared. I hope my listeners did too. And we will definitely be in touch. I have some questions for you, so I'll shoot you an email in a bit. So thanks again, my friend and folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Come back again next week. I have a lot of guests lined up. You don't want to miss it. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Jeff, is there any final thoughts you'd like to add? Hey, Dory, thanks for having me. You're a wonderful host, and I've really enjoyed talking with you leading up to the interview. So cool. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll be chatting soon. Folks, till next time, you know what to do. Keep on rocking. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.